guys! So, it's Trish and Chloe back at it again, and we are in the month of February. And what's in February? What was last Monday? Valentine's Day! And what better way to talk about love than to talk about trashy reality TV shows? So, that's what today's episode is going to focus on. We are going to be comparing Singles Inferno and too hot to handle and also touch on love island so also a side note trish and i are very different watchers of reality tv (laughs) i had to do my homework for this episode because i cannot my attention span is for reality tv and even in general i can't handle it well trish it's too long to handle but um Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, so you guys have two different perspectives once again. Yeah, I am definitely an avid watcher of trashy reality TV. I don't know how comfortable I feel about the fact that it's now out on the internet that everyone knows that this is one of my biggest vices. Um, but, you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Um, and you're just going to have to accept that this is one of my mistakes. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to talk about this. I love talking about dating reality TV shows. So we're gonna, this is going to be a shorter episode, um, than what we usually do. And so we're gonna just lay out all of the things we're gonna talk about, we're gonna touch upon. So we're gonna touch on setting, pacing, hosts, bombshells, games, the interviews, the cultural aspects, and also the beauty standards. So... This is just a little run-through. It's a very fun episode just for Valentine's Day, even though it already passed. And yeah. So maybe we can begin by telling you guys, first of all, that this is not going to be spoiler-free. So we will be spoiling this recent season, well, the only season of Singles Inferno, and some spoilers from Too Hot to Handle. I'll try not to spoil anything off of Love Island for the most part. Um... And maybe we can talk a little bit about what Singles Inferno is, because both Chloe and I watched it over the holiday period. Um, And it is this new Netflix original reality show that is based in South Korea, where essentially this group of singles uh, are dropped off on a deserted island, and they're there to find love. And they have to sort of take care of themselves in the process. And, you know, they're in this glamping sort of setup. Essentially, what this means is that in Singles Inferno, they're just living in these tents, so glamping, like glamorous camping. Um, they're living in these tents, and in terms of their food, they're given a bunch of ingredients and asked to cook a meal out of it all together. Um, and really, it just feels a lot like a school camp kind of vibe. Whereas with Too Hot to Handle and Love Island, they live in these massive, bougie properties and villas and these islands. Like... If I'm not, Love Island takes place in Mallorca. Too Hot to Handle, I think, takes place... Too Hot to Handle. Too Hot to Handle takes place in Turks and Caicos, if I'm not wrong. So they like, go to these... We have no idea where Singles Inferno takes place. And, like, from the aerial shots, it's just, like, barren, deserted island. Not sure what they got the budget for that from. But, you know, it's it's very, very different, the setting. And I think we see that right at the start of the show. And when you first watch the show at least for me being like a serial reality show watcher, it already was a very stark difference. But um, yeah, it's kind of one of the first mainstream in like the Western world or international world Asian reality dating shows that has really blown up recently. 
Um, and of course, this isn't the only dating reality show on Netflix. We have Too Hot to Handle, which I think is infamous for all the sort of, you have those memes and those clips and all, and some really strange lines that have come out of that show. But also another Netflix original reality show. It's supposed to be more international in the sense of it's not based in one country. It's just English speakers from a lot of different English speaking Primarily, you know, U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, South Africa, those kind of countries. Um, and then Love Island is a huge franchise now, established itself after many years. Much more long form than any of these Netflix shows are, and we'll touch on that a little bit later as well. Um, but yeah, if you're a reality show buff, we'll definitely make references to a bunch of different ones as well, because this episode is really just about a compare and contrast. Singles Inferno as we said, is a short show. It has eight episodes. And to have to handle, the seasons are also very short. And we could wonder if this is because of Netflix, because they just want content, and it's just much easier to have shorter seasons or, like, shorter episodes. Um, cutting that out. Um, but in Love Island, we see the friendships form, um, since obviously it goes on for two months and there's an episode every day, they cut out less and it feels more organic and less like a manufactured reality TV show. Um, while in Singles Inferno, we don't get to see any of the friendships really nurture themselves and form. Like for example, at the end, spoiler, Gia cried saying that she would miss the girls, um, and Yewon seemed like she had a really great relationship with the girls. But we didn't really get to see that. There's no um, cuts where we see what each person is thinking. And so we're a bit disconnected from these characters. They seem like characters. Like I was going to say yeah, characters. Yeah, the fact that are characters, that's what I mean. Is I think like they don't seem like real people. I was telling Chloe this earlier. It's like... When you watch Love Island, you can very easily remember that this is happening in your universe. You know, that's what, like, reality shows are kind of, they blend together your reality and their reality, right? That's what makes it so much fun to watch. And Love Island, because you get attached to the people, um, you get invested in their journeys as well. And I think Too Hot to Handle tries to do that with the whole self-growth mission. Like, they want you to be invested in these people's journeys. Of course, most of them are like really bad people, so we don't get invested in them. But with Singles Inferno, it just feels so distant. I wonder if it is because we're not Korean or maybe we don't relate to the culture and so it feels distant in that way too. But yeah, it's the idea that they honestly felt like characters less than, you know, like people. Part of it might also be the jobs that they had. They were all like models or fitness people or things like that. Whereas like in Love Island, someone will like work with the government or be like a accountant or whatever. There's like really hot accountants or like really hot government people, you know? So they have like normal jobs, which makes them feel like they're in this world. Mm -hmm. But in Singles Inferno, they're all influencers in some way, which, you know, with influencer culture, you don't actually relate to them. They feel like they live in their own world. Mm. And like another character we also find on Singles Inferno isn't just um, these influencers. It's also the hosts they you have a whole panel of hosts that give their narration that discuss and they also feel like characters as well like additional characters um while 
Tuatha Handel and Love Island have a voiceover narration. We don't really see, we don't see the hosts. We don't really yeah. care that much. Yeah, like the the host. Even though, like in Love Island, the host is honestly like one of our favorites. Like everyone loves him. He's so freaking funny. He's just he's like this like Irish guy who's got a bunch of banter, but. Um, you don't cut away to him. You don't know what he looks like. He almost acts as this omniscient narrator. Whereas in Singles Inferno, it was very interesting that they were watching it and reacting to it, if that makes sense. It's, it, there's like this difference between the hosts were watching it as we were watching it. So a lot of the times they'd say the things that we were thinking or whatnot, which was quite cool. But with Love Island, it's like it was cl- it was clear that the narration was done after. Like he they'd... they'd watched it and he was commenting on it after and it, it, it had a very different vibe to it you know like watching the singles inferno hosts also the fact that there's multiple hosts all chatting with each other felt almost like participating in your own like live reddit thread while watching these episodes because they were saying exactly what you were thinking so it was quite different in that way and i remember reading somewhere that it's this is a common style in sort of in a lot of asian reality shows i know another show called terrace house which I haven't seen, but I saw people saying that they had a very similar structure of cutting away to a panel of hosts as well. So I definitely think that there's a cultural aspect to that as well. Just to go back to how the um, these TV shows are like Singles Inferno and Too Hot to Handle are very short. The bombshells that come in, since it's so short, they don't have time to develop. Like, I remember watching the first season of Too Hot to Handle, and the bombshells came in, and they, like, there were three of them. Two out of three of them did not integrate into the group because people had already formed these relationships, and so it didn't really have much effect. Um, while the aim of bombshells is supposed to spice up the show. Um, I think also, like, this links to the idea of pacing as well, right? That, at least with Love Island, I felt like the bombshells... I mean, it was honestly a hit or miss. You definitely had the bombshells that didn't do their job, right? But then you did have the bombshells that were able to because they were in there for so long. You had both the idea that the people who were there from the start had both really deep and meaningful relationships, which meant that if a bombshell turned their head, a lot more was at stake. So it was really a lot more entertaining to watch. Whereas here, like in the in Singles Inferno, especially probably because it's also not, they don't rush into things as much, which we'll touch on maybe in the cultural section. Um, like to what to handle, they do, but um, they're also a bunch of sex addicts, so they don't take it too deep. But you don't have that investment in their journeys or their bonds, you know? Um, and that made the bombshell seem like extras. Like, mm. even in Singles Inferno, like, I don't remember the people yeah, for sure. that came in in the middle. Unless you come into what the handle as a bombshell ready to wreak havoc and lose all of the money. Unless you do something like that, you're not going to be remembered. And even then, you're not going to be remembered in, like, a, a memorable way on yeah. the internet. Like, it's just going to be, oh, this person... Whereas I think in Love Island, the bombshells have their own character. Maybe just because there's more times, you actually get to see every person's personality. I think another thing that's quite common with all of these reality shows is the use of games and challenges and activities. 
Um, it's very interesting because Singles Inferno's games are just super sweet and lighthearted. You know, they'd have those running or like running from the the beach to like running from the water onto the beach to collect the flag and or like wrestling or whatever. Like nothing to be to actually do with their relationships or how much they like each other or things like that. Like a lot of the Love Island games, the spiciest ones have to do with what does public opinion like think about these couples because like you, the public votes during that game, mm. during the reality show, sorry. You know, and to have to handle, of course, the premise of self-growth. So a lot of the challenges are focused on like spiritual and emotional awakening or whatever. But the games and singles Inferno were super not, they weren't personal. They were literally like sports day events. Like have fun. Have fun. And then if you win, you get to go to paradise. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Like you don't um, earn paradise i guess through something a bit more personal it really is just like who's the strongest who's the fastest okay cool you can go now this is very interesting yeah i think like and this relates to our main the core of this episode being the difference in cultural aspects like how will the public view this and what audience is this made for um so and what is the reaction that is going to be gained because for us it could be entertaining to see all of this like in um too hot to handle but what if something happens if something like this was applied to singles inferno in that audience within the same audience i feel like we wouldn't get the same reaction from the from that we get that we have does that make sense yeah absolutely in terms of the cultural aspect as well, like, um, you can see, like, it's interesting because I think the only time in the sh- in Singles Inferno where people were sexualized was during these games in the sense of when they'd be, but they weren't sexualized in a sexual tension way. They were sexualized in almost like, how do you say, like a primal instinct way of like strong, fast, mm. those kinds of things. Like, when the guys would do their challenges, the girls would stand to the side and be like, oh, he's so strong. Oh, he's so fast. You know? Mm-hmm. That was the only time the guys were shirtless, for example. Mm. You know, it was the only time girls, the girls wore tight-ish clothes. Right? Overall, there isn't, there's this lack of over-sexualization in Singles Inferno, which I felt like was really refreshing after all of the things that I watched. And I do feel like it definitely, like culture definitely has an aspect to play in it, right? Like, there's no way any Asian country would produce and release a show that was as risque as, um, you know, Too Hot to Handle is or Love Island is. We're not cultures where we talk about sex openly. You know, dating in general is still a little bit, mm, you don't really date around. You find a person and you settle down real quick. You know, there's barely a, men- there's, I don't even think there's a mention of sex in Singles Inferno as a concept, you know. For example, I think a, a key kind of you can see this difference is the idea of sharing a bed in these different shows. You know, Singles Inferno, they're separated by girls and guys in the tents. Um, so they don't have to go through the sexual tension of picking a partner to bunk with, which you have to do in Do What to Handle and Love Island. And, you know, when, for example, okay, so spoiler, when like in Paradise, Soyun and Jintek were like in Paradise together, I think it was their second or third time. And... Um, she was like, oh, do you want to sleep here? And he asked like three times, 
are you sure? Are you sure? And she was like, yeah. And then he was like, only if you want. And she was like, only if you want. It was like this most awkward thing. It was very cute to watch. It was like awkwardly wholesome. Mm. But you can tell that... There's a lot of consent. Consent is a really interesting thing. Exactly. It's like even in Singles Inferno, they're picked through like this mutual note picking system where they like the guys will go up and put a note in the girl that they want to pair up with's letterbox and the girls will do the same to the boys letterboxes and only if you pick each other do you end up going to paradise Mm. whereas like love island at least you do like like you every week it's like one week the boys pick one week the girls pick and whoever is not picking just has to agree with whoever they're coupled up with Mm. you know it's very interesting how this was so much more consensual and also in general, I think because of Asian society, so much more polite in the way they talk to each other. Mm. A lot of respect for their personal spaces. Like they would always like knock on the tent, be like, can you come out? Are you free? Can I talk to you? They would never impose. They just sit and wait, you know? Mm. Or, it's, yeah. I feel like Singles Inferno has a, like, it's the innocent love. And you can even tell it with like the color scheme. Yeah. It's very, like, pastel, like, almost as if there's, like, a, the a filter. filter. Yeah. So, I... Obviously, like, I think both Love Island and Too Hot to Handle, even with the jokes that are made by the narrators, etc., like, their niche is the fact that they're raunchy. You know, it's their niche is the fact that it's, like, ooh, inappropriate NSFW, you know? But Singles Inferno wasn't like that. I think the main difference also is the fact that you don't come out of Singles Inferno with a cash prize. Mm. Too hot to handle. There's cash on the line. Love Island, there's cash on the line. Singles Inferno, you were doing it just for love. Well, also publicity because they're all influencers, which is another a whole other thing. But they don't come out of it with a cash prize. For sure. And I think another interesting point is um the beauty standards and how they're portrayed and i think this would be our final point because it's very central yeah especially in reality tv where your looks are almost everything you have that's the basis of the show it's It's just hot people exactly um and so in singles inferno you always have the constant mention of the pale light skin the white the fair the you know and skinny submissive women um while personalities like Yewon was ig- were ignored and tan and fit people like Soyeon were also ignored. Yeah, exactly. Like it, I mean obviously this this topic of beauty standards is exactly why I've, a lot of people have a lot of problems with reality dating shows and I get it. I see that as well. That's why it's a guilty pleasure, not an actual pleasure, but it's very interesting to compare how in Singles Inferno, you see like the Korean beauty standards of, you know, you could play a drinking game of take a shot every time they say pale, light-skinned, white, fair, when the guys talk about their type of a girl in that show, right? But this is not to put Korea or those countries down because then you look at Too Hot to Handle or Love Island and all they want is that like Insta body, you know, the ambiguous mixed race person, <laughs> like oh, just enough tan that they're n- not pale but just not enough tan that they look like they're a person of color like a very specific kind of hair a very specific kind of curves and what i've noticed is that in too hot to handle and in love island and shows like that they'll they won't say 
oh, it's like they don't look the way I want them to. They'll just be like, they're not my type. Mm. Why is it least than singles Inferno? They were open about the fact that like <laughs> their beauty standards are problematic. It was very yeah. weird. Like, I wonder if it's like in certain and like maybe Asia, we just have like art. We talk about people's appearances a lot more in the sense of like, I don't know. I'm sure every Asian kid listening to this will probably agree that they've gone to family events or things like that and had their aunts, uncles, grandmas just dissect their entire appearance. You're too fair. You're too dark. You're too chubby. You're like it's. We think it's really normal to talk about people's appearances, whereas in the West, it's not become as normalized. Like you, there's a little bit of like you can't comment on people's bodies in the West. So then you have to say, oh, they're just not my type. Mm, I agree. Whereas in Asia, you can say, oh, they just don't look like exactly what I'm attracted to. Yeah. And I don't think either is better than the other, but it's a key difference, yeah. I think, in the way that they express who they're into and who they're not. Mm, very interesting. It's really, it was, I think Singles Inferno was the first um, dating show, Asian dating show that I've watched um, or Asian reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Um but also, I hadn't wa- I hadn't watched Too Hot to Handle either. The way that they talked in Singles Inferno was really polite and respectful. Like, oh, a key thing was also they would talk about when, like, when they go to Paradise together, they'd be like, oh, we can use the informal tone now. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, which was very interesting because you know, like, you can say the like when they first meet each other, they bow, they talk to each each other using the respect respectful pronoun, um, which is not the way that contestants talk to each other in Too Hot to Handle or Love Island. They immediately start hitting on them, start like, it's like, yeah, it's so much, it's you know? Whereas like in Singles Inferno, they're like, ask if they can hold your hand. Mm. You know, they're not super touchy. Like they're very respectful of each other's boundaries. Um, it's such a different energy to have in the reality dating show sphere because it, it, it is so much more sweeter, innocent, wholesome. Um, there's probably like downsides to it in the sense of I feel like living maybe in a culture that isn't so open about sex and relationships and dating can be stifling, you know. Um, but just purely on the reality TV thing, it was very like black, like two worlds apart Mm. in some ways Mm. and i think that's kind of why we wanted to touch up on it especially since the you know our visions of love and how we how media depicts love i think that's very important to talk about because it's a reality tv show in the end so i think this was a good episode to do for february absolutely and it's very interesting obviously you know we go to a really international school people from a lot of different countries and everyone you can see has very different ideas of how to go about a relationship, right? And Mm. because in each country there's different norms, Mm. there's different sort of social cues of how you approach hitting on someone, whether it's okay to kiss before you start dating, you know, what people's expectations are. So it is really interesting to compare because I think reality TV, especially dating reality shows, have always been a mainly Western concept because it's been mm. a thing that is a lot more comfortable in the West to talk about and commercialize. So I think when the, when we when both Chloe and I first watched this, we texted each other. We were like, this is so different. And that's kind of why we wanted to talk about it today. So, yeah, I think that's all we have for today. Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed and that you... We're able to see sort of some compare and contrast points that we made that maybe you hadn't thought of yourselves. 
Um, we would love if you guys maybe like answered the poll of this episode saying whether you preferred, you know, Singles Inferno or Too Hot to Handle. We just wanted, I wonder, you know, what show has more popularity um, and that, you know, can kind of, we can infer why from it. But yeah, thank you guys so much and we'll see you guys in our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.